Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This program is a production of Devil's Mark Ministries, LLC. If you would like more information on Devil's Mark Ministries, please go to devilsmarkministries.org. This program is part of the Devil's Mark Podcast Network, the official podcast network of Shadow Path Diabolism. Nero and the Pig with R.J. Womack and the Pig. Hello, everybody. This is Nero. And this is the Pig. And this is Nero and the Pig. How you doing today, Pig? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. How about you? I'm doing good. Everything's going well. We're making progress on all our projects, as you know, because you work with the ministry as a volunteer, so you know what we're working on. Yep. Yep, I do so, indeed. Uh, yeah, so what are we going to be reviewing today? You want to tell everybody and you want to give them a little rundown of what the film's all about? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we are reviewing a movie called The Ritual which came out in 2017 and it's directed by uh, David Bruckner. And it, uh, uh, it stars Rafe Spall, <clears throat> sorry, Rafe Spall, Asha Ali, uh, Robert James Collier, Sam Troughton and Paul Reed. And you want to uh, read, you want to read the synopsis of what it's about? Uh, sure. The synopsis, which is online uh, goes uh, reuniting after the tragic death of their friend, Four college pals set out to hike through the Scandinavian wilderness. A wrong turn leads them into the mysterious forests of Norse legend, where an ancient evil exists and stalks them at every turn. I'm just sorry. I'm just laughing because pickles are already, already I know. started up. We've we've got our own we've got our own monster of Norse legend in the background here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just gonna have to we have to wing it and just deal with whatever yeah. today. <laughs> he's part of the he's part of the scenery. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So um, we're gonna add a little new feature in this week. We're going to add an actual. I'm gonna actually play the um, trailer audio or the audio from the trailer, so that y'all can get a feel for the uh, for the film. So let me go ahead and do that now, and we'll be doing this from now on with all the other films that we're going to review. He's a good man. The best of us. Should never have happened, but it did. And all I can do is remember it. We go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Wall of that. Through the forest. Little off-trail hiking. Could be exciting. Might even do some good. Idea. What's up? You scared of the woods? 
bear. Do bears do that? I don't know, Dominic. I'm not a fucking bear expert. Now, is it me? Or is it really quiet in here? Where the hell are we, Hutch? What is that? So that's the trailer. Um, so you want to give your initial thoughts, Pig? Well, I, it's a film that I definitely liked. Uh, it's a sort of a different spin on the, uh, you know, lost in the woods, supernatural happenings type of, you know, narrative. Uh, I, I thought it was very, I thought it was well done. Uh, I thought it was a good film. Um, it, it has a few little faults to it that I thought, particularly towards the end. But like you know, we can go into that later. Uh, but I, I thought it was a, it was a good film. It was well made. Um, it was well acted. Good characterizations, and uh, the effects and the actual monster was really impressive. I thought. Yeah. What did you think? Well, I, I think the monster was the best part of the film, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I liked it in some ways, but I didn't like it in a lot of ways because I feel like they could have done so much more with the story, but they didn't. Yeah. I mean, it it was just so underdeveloped. I felt like this was a festival film that yes. somebody wrote, like a, almost like a short film that they expanded a little bit. Yes. And I also felt like it was under budget. I felt like uh, maybe, maybe the, all the money they had for this film was put into the creature. Because if you look at the actual setting, it was a, basically a fucking log cabin, you know, or basically a little wooden shed in two different places. And it looked like it was made by somebody that maybe was their college mate or something, you know? Yeah, it, definitely, <laughs> it, it did definitely look low budget. Um, I, I think there was a nice there was a nice bit of work put into the characterizations. The characters were very well developed, I thought. That's what I liked about it, you know? Um like um uh, that that is something that I, I i i really like the way that the uh the the four friends you could see them you you started to see the 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 kind of interrelationships between them very soon you saw who was like the natural leader who was the neurotic one who was uh you know the the more troubled one etc you know i i quite like the way they did that so they actually they actually brought out some some sort of like interpersonal depth in it yeah but the, it was at the expense of the of the story going forward and actually becoming more interesting, if you see what I mean, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the characters were well-developed. I think it gave an accurate feel of what it's like to be on a, you know, on a guy's outing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that came across very well, very naturally. Yeah. Um, that's what guys do, and that's how they talk, and that's how they – I mean, that's how they argue, too, when they get into stuff. I mean, they – they act that way with each other. So I thought that was very good acting. And I thought, like you said, the characters were developed well. It's just, it's just the, the film could have done so much more. I mean, like for example, with the using the runes and stuff, the way they did, by the way, if you haven't seen this film again, like always, we need to do the spoiler alert thing. And we should have said that at the beginning, Yeah, but, but um, honestly, I think they just kind of used the runes, but they didn't really, make it seem like it was that connected. I mean, apparently it was supposed to be a child or descendant of Loki was, that was what the creature was supposed to be. Apparently. Yeah. Um, 
And, and, you know, it, like I said, it was a pretty cool creature, but the, what I kept thinking the whole time I was watching this is it's like um, the Blair Witch Project meets Bigfoot meets Alien. That's yeah. what I kept thinking. I mean, cause, cause you know, it's got the trees moving like in the, in the seventies version of big, I mean, sorry, of a uh, uh, King Kong. Sorry. I said Bigfoot King Kong in the seventies version of King Kong. You, when you first initially see King Kong or when you're aware of him, you see the trees moving and you don't see him right away in the seventies version. And then, then you have the kind of alien like creature. And then you have the, Blair Witch Project kind of in the woods thing, which is a theme that's been coming out in a lot of horror movies. As I was looking, as I was looking at this film and looking at other films to review for the future episodes, I noticed that this getting lost in the woods kind of Blair Blair Witch Project sort of theme is very popular right now again. And almost every film, horror film, has there's at least, I saw at least five films that start out with Friends being lost in the woods. And it's some variation of friends lost in the woods come across some kind of ritual or some kind of satanic or occult gathering or something. And it's like, what in the world's going on with this thing with the with the getting lost in the woods, stumbling across rituals? Yeah, I know. I know. <clears throat> so so yeah, but I but I thought I thought that was the probably the the thing that struck me most about it it's like seemed to be a combination of three different films thrown into one yeah 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 and Uh, then then whenever whenever it got to the ritual it didn't really give you a lot of depth to it no that's true that's that's true i was disappointed uh at the end really because it took a long time getting to the end which was kind of okay because it was interesting um like I said, the relationships were interesting, and the the way it unfolded was was um, was effective. And all the the dream flashbacks that the main character had were were interesting. That that that's something that we kind of need to circle back to to yeah. talk about the fact that how this all started was these friends went on a night out and they were doing the matey matey thing that they all you know people typically do, and they were drinking and and. They go into this liquor store and they basically get held up and one of their friends get gets killed. And the and the one friend that went in with him to the liquor store did not stand up for his friend and he felt guilty about it. And his friend got killed. And that's how this all started. So they decided to go on a trip to what was it, Sweden to to honor him. Yeah. And that's and, that, and that's how all of this got started. So they ended up doing a hiking trip and they got lost in the woods and they come across these weird sacrifices in this weird shed with the Nordic runes and all that stuff. And they found out there's this creature in the woods that these people are worshiping. And apparently, if I'm not mistaken, um, they were they were given longer life because they worshiped this creature and. That was their bodies in the shed, right? When he burned the shed. That's what I when thought. He, yes. Yeah. 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 So he like gave them the this supernatural being gave them new bodies to live in as long as they worshipped and honored him. But the minute he destroyed their bodies, it kind of broke the spell a little bit. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what happened, you know. Uh, I mean, th- there was all sorts of interesting things because, and, and that's what I mean, the, the whole sort of like psychological basis was it of it was that, 
the guy who went into the liquor store with his friend uh, suffered this this very deep trauma because of what had happened to his friend and the fact that he lost his nerve and he just hid. Um, and so he carries this with him. And so there is a very strong psychological uh, nuance to the whole thing, which which works well. That adds something new to the sort of Blair Witch type thing, I think. Um, and I like yeah. the way that it going into the woods, it seemed to actually go to something which did feel more genuinely pagan rather than just a sort of like teen horror thing. I quite like that, you know. Um, uh, but I'm just thinking what else th- What else there was really. You know, with the flashbacks, what happened with the flashbacks in the wood is that every so often when the monster seemed to be, get close to the main character, who was the man who had actually um, had the trauma, uh, he would have these visions basically where he'd be back in the liquor store, but it would have like the floor of the forest. So it was half forest half liquor store and and that was that was quite nicely done i thought yeah i I thought that was another good feature of the film the actual and mixing the two environments together almost like this time like uh space continuum split kind of thing it's like really kind of weird yeah but it but it was it was cool because it was it showed that this creature was something out of this world. It was supernatural. It wasn't some kind of hoax or some kind of hallucination. It was really something, something supernatural. Yeah. And it, it gave you that sense of something which was intermediate between like physical reality and something that wasn't physical, you know? Right. Exactly. I, and and that, I thought it was well done the way they did that. That was nice. That sort of liminal quality was, was really good. Um, um, I mean, it's also very interesting when they go into the um, the shed in the woods for the first time, which they have to break into it. And obviously it's it's actually not, not just a shed or a shack, you know, it's something else. And they find this sort of like effigy upstairs, which is actually very freaky as well, which is obviously based upon the monster partly, you know, that was, yeah. that, that was, that was kind of, that was very uh, effective, and they will have nightmares and everything. And it, it, that, that and was one of the guys. One of the guys finds himself worshiping worshiping the the creature. Yes, the effigy. Yeah, he just is, wakes. He tells yeah. you that something supernatural is going on. Yes, and it's it's obviously it's affected all of them, despite the fact that they're skeptical and jokey, and there's lots of humor before that, um, and lots of bravado. It's affected them all. You know, it's affected them all. Um, but what happens is that the main protagonist, uh, he actually gets wounded. I think his name is Luke, and, and Luke gets 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 wounded by the by the creature on his chest. He gets these marks on his chest, and that's that's relevant later on. Yeah, uh, but he actually actually is physically wounded by this thing. Um, so that's kind of interesting. The other thought thing I thought was interesting, you know, there was one guy in there who was, he was called Dom and he was like the re- really whiny one who inches his Yeah, foot. I was going to say that. He's like every friend you have that you hate to take anywhere because everybody's had a friend like that. Yeah. That bitches yeah. about everything. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the funny thing is, and he's like, he's always the center of everything and, and complaining and, 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 and knows better than other people, but is sort of like a real backseat driver. But the funny thing is he pushes everything forward at each stage. Like he injures his foot. That means they have to go off through the forest to try and cut their journey short. Yeah. And then right. a- another time, immediately after they've been in the shack and they've had that terrible night, night there, 
um, he just decides, look, there's a path over here. I'm going to go down that path. And he just goes goes off and he, and they have to follow him, basically, even though it's not where they had planned to go. So he takes them. He He's the one that seems to keep on pushing it further and further into this disaster somehow, you know, which is just funny. That seems to be his, his role almost, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, and it's like, I mean, we all have, like I said, we have friends like that. So, I mean, we can all relate to that. I know he was probably the most relatable character because I know I've had friends like that. And I know, <laughs> I know you always have one friend that's like, no matter what's happening, they always find the negative side of everything. And, yeah. and, and you hate to take them anywhere because they're going to bitch the whole time. And that everybody has that one friend. They're like, do we really have to take so-and-so? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and it's kind of like the person who's always criticizing, but they never never take responsibility, if you know what I mean, to actually sort it out. It's always just complaining, you know. Yeah, yeah we wouldn't know anything about that kind of person that would complain about everything and not do anything, would we? Oh, no, no, no. We, we never know any of those sorts of people. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Then, but anyway, uh, yeah, I... Like I said, I mean, there's a lot of things that I didn't like about the film, but I think I think the way the friends interacted, I think they were true to the idea that this is a this is a uh, men's trip. This yeah. is and and the vibrato the the vibrato you're talking about the um the the fact that they're all trying to play it off as as oh this isn't a big deal oh I don't believe in any of this crap and or you're just trying to scare me and and everybody's trying to be brave. Why don't you go sleep up there? And that that's typically what men do. Instead yeah. of deal with the fear, they try to play it off and like, I'm tough. It doesn't bother me. And I think that I think that was the most uh, likable quality about the film is that you got a sense of of that friendship and that bond. And that's what I did like. Yeah. About yeah. it the most. And I did actually like the creature. I thought it was a unique take on a creature. Um, I thought it was interesting. And I think that's where most of the money for the film went. That's where the budget went is in the CG for the creature. Yeah. 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 And I just got the overwhelming sense that it was like a, it was like a festival film. It was like a short film and they expanded it just enough to make it long enough for a film. And they had a really limited budget. That's why they have a, had a limited cast and probably had a limited storyline too. Yeah. Yeah. I think they made a very good job out of what was a, a, a probably a small idea to begin with, you know, but it's like yeah. they they didn't complete it. It's like what I would really have loved to see was once they got to because at the end they finally find the community that is that is worshiping this uh, this monster, and they are basically tell, held prisoner and everything. This this by the end there's only two of them alive by the end, you know, and so there's yeah. just there's Luke and Dom and they are uh, they're taken prisoner there, and at that point. That one of the girls who speaks English comes into Luke at one point, and she and she says to him, um, she basically sort of like they they all have that same wound that he has as well. Yeah, they have the same wound on their chest as he has, and yeah. she basically tells him that he can join them. He's been chosen to join them. Yeah, so he's not going to be sacrificed or anything. He's been chosen to join them, and he says why, and and she says because you you have great suffering because you've suffered greatly. So the, the, uh, that was interesting, that sense that um, sort of suffering and trauma sometimes opens you up to a special relationship with a deity, I think is very interesting. That was actually quite, that touched on something real, I thought, you know, just there, you know? 
Yeah, no, I no, I agree with you on that, but I just wish they would have explored it more. I wish they would have explained why. What yes. was it the creature? What was it the creature or the god or the entity saw in him that cho- that he chose him besides the pain? But what? How did it relate to the way the creature or the or the entity perceived the world? Why was it important to the entity? Yes, it's like we never got any reason why the entity was doing anything he was doing. He kept these people captive to worship him, but that was as far as it went. There was no explanation of what his motivations were. And it was one of those classic examples of if you don't develop your your um, antagonist enough and you don't give them a motivation and you don't make them realistic and you don't make them relatable, you don't really have a reason to to invest in them. And I felt like they could have done so much with this creature's backstory and explained a little bit about why these things were happening, why these people were there. They didn't even invest in the, in when they found the little colony, the little group that was worshiping this creature, they didn't even tell you anything about the people, how they got there, why they got there, what happened to them. Exactly. And I, I, I wanted to know more about their life. What was their life like? What was their experience like? What did it mean for them having this extended life and having gone through these traumas and then having this relationship? It was as if these were just ordinary people who just happened to be living indefinitely um in exchange for for basically giving sacrifices to this creature yeah but you got no sense of what their life was what their inner life was or anything like that yeah and uh, i and i i was that that i found frustrating because I, I i would have been interested to know more about them you know really would have yeah been. i yeah i would have too i mean and that's that's one of the failings of the script writers i think you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think they really could have done more with the with the uh, whole thing, and I was really disappointed. Now, let's let's talk about the end a little bit. It just ends abruptly, and, and you want to talk about that first? Uh, yeah. Well, the the thing that leads up to the end is the is that he actually uh, he manages to sort of like uh, sort of overcome them essentially. Yeah, and he and he and he tries to he tries to shoot the monster. And of course, he can't kill the monster, but the monster chases him and it pins him down in the wood. And it's like the monster is trying to get him to bow before it. Yeah. Yeah. And that I thought was interesting. It's like the the monster really wants him, it seems, if you see what I mean. Yeah. He wants him and he wants and that that interested me and I wanted to see more of that. But of course, what the guy does is he is he just kind of I don't know, he slashes it or something and he runs for it. Um, That. Now, now that frustrated me because I wanted to see more about what their relationship would be. Yeah, I really wanted to see more. Um, but instead of that, he runs for it and he runs and runs. And eventually he gets to the edge of the wood finally because throughout the whole thing, they've been going through this forest and it just goes on forever. And every time they go up to a new thing, which they think is a ridge, it turns out there's just more wood there. There's just more forest, so the wood actually does become oppressive, and it becomes like a kind of uh, like a dark fairy tale, almost like a character in itself. Yes, yes, absolutely. And in that, I, I like that because that's almost like the original Grimm's fairy tales type thing. You know, those old Germanic fairy tales were actually very a lot of them were very dark. You know, but at the end, he finally he finally runs clear of the forest. And the monster can't follow him. So then he's clear of the forest. It's daylight. He looks back and he just screams at it. And then he kind of walks on 
and that's the end of the film. And it's like, that didn't make sense, you know? No, just, there's no, there's no explanation of why the why the creature can't follow. There's no explanation of of why it ends that way. There's nothing. There's not even there's not even what happens to him after it's over. Yeah, exactly. Be- because there's no there's no return to there's no return to the normal world. He's just out of the forest, and then what? He just walks to the next normal town and says, "Oh, hey, my friends all got eaten by a monster." What does he do? <laughs> You know, oh, yeah, uh, no, it's like crazy. I, I it's mean, absolutely crazy. That is a real failing. That's probably, I think, one of the biggest failings of the film is that the the ending seemed to be fumbled. You know, yeah. And the other thing I would say too is that I, I agree with you when the creature does the like kind of demonstrates to him how to bow, yeah, and what he wants him to do. The fact that that could have been played up so much more, and I think that was the most one of the most awesome scenes in the movie because I- it this creature doing this this mock kind of bow thing. Yes. It's kind of cool. I, I thought it was amazing. I, I almost found that quite moving, in fact, you know? Um, yeah. I, I actually found that quite – it maybe says something about me, but I, I, I found it quite emotional, just the fact that this, 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 this incredible monster actually wants this relationship with him. And it's trying to make him bow. It's trying to show him this is how you do it, almost, you know. Yeah. And and, and the guy won't do it. And it's like I kept on thinking. A part of me just wanted him to go with the monster, if you know what I mean. You know. Yeah. So did I. I mean, like you said, maybe that says something about us. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> but it was funny. Uh, I mean, that, that was that was really really funny. I found that such a fascinating scene. But again, it seemed to be wasted. You know. Yeah, it it really did. It, it just like it, it was almost like the film wasn't really cohesive. It's like they didn't really think it through. And I'm like, where did this film come from? Who produced this? And 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 w- like I said, it seems like it was almost like a film festival entry, like yeah. an amateur film festival entry or something. Yeah, yeah, but a very well. How the hell did it get on Netflix? I don't know, but mind you, there's a lot of the, there's 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 far worse films on net on Netflix, you know. But uh, oh yeah, that's true. You that, know, that is true. I, I mean, it, it was it it was good in a lot of ways. I mean, th- this is it was a British film. I was actually surprised it was as good as it was. To be truthful, because the British film industry is pretty dire. You know, to be truthful, it really is. <laughs> yeah, you're n- you're not a big fan of the British film industry, are you? No, no. I mean, the the Irish film industry, on the other hand, has been producing some really good stuff, but the British film industry. They they kind of they often try to be a bit American. They try to be this or that, but they can't pull it off. Yeah, they won't do their own thing somehow. But this at least they were going in the right direction. They had good acting. They had good direction. You know, um, even if it was flawed, it was still it was still going somewhere. It was good quality um, as, as filmmaking. Yeah, if you see what I mean, and acting. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Uh, the other thing I'd like to sort of touch upon is the monster. I thought the monster, like we've said, the monster was very impressive. Um, it had that quality of almost a sort of like a chaotic thing, which had things that didn't belong together all merged into one form. You know? Yeah, almost and- as if, almost as if a spiritual entity was trying to figure out how to manifest itself, and it it decided to take parts of every 
you know, creatures in the known universe to figure out how to manifest itself. Yes, yes, yeah. It's a bit like if you went to a, a, a to a society where you had no idea how to dress, so you just put all sorts of things together and thought, well, th- this this looks okay to me. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, no, it really was. And I think I think that was a very intentional creative choice on their part. Yeah, and and the fact that the we forgot to mention that there's one scene in the film where where he actually the monster takes human form and comes comes as one of the characters wives for a few minutes that's right that's right and it's funny because dom actually says his his nightmare the nightmare that he had was of him being sacrificed to these people and his wife actually came to him yeah yeah and yeah and that's exactly what the creature did and you can form of his wife and, and and that was really really interesting. Maybe that's almost like how the creature sort of like almost anesthetizes or soothes people, if you see what I mean, before he takes yeah. them. You know? Um, yeah. And when when they took when they took Dom upstairs, Dominic upstairs, and they did all that stuff to him, they never explained what they did to him. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. All you heard was screaming, and you never heard. You never saw what actually happened to him. No, no. I mean, presumably he was taken up to all those mannequins, you know, those like those old bodies, you know, that were kind of like undead sort of thing. But you have no idea what actually happened because they didn't tell you. No, no. (laughs) Like like you're left to you're left to uh, presume and you're left to think about and wonder what happened. But there's not a lot of answers. That was the one thing I would say overall. The the film left you wanting more and didn't really satisfy you because it really didn't give you the answers that you were expecting. No, that's true, true. And I just I really don't don't understand how this got produced. And people said, "Wait a minute, what about this? And what about that? Why haven't you answered this question and that question? Why does the monster do the things it does? Why are these people here? How did they get here? What what's going on here?" And and Nobody stopped in the middle of the production and went, wow, this is really kind of like a kind of like an underbaked cake here. We need to really take this back to the drawing board and kind of like fill in some of the gaps. True, true. Uh, That's actually very true. I only really noticed that on the second viewing of it because I'd seen it before and been really rather impressed by it. Uh, simply because of, of, of the quality of the acting, really, and the and the monster and uh, but on second viewing, it was like, hmm, yeah, there's actually a lot missing here, you know. Yeah, really is. So, are you are you ready to give your your final thoughts and give it your review? I mean, your your rating. Um, um my final thoughts are it it it's a it's a good but incomplete film. Yeah, it would be a very impressive, like you said, a very impressive festival film or something like that. Uh but as a movie, I think it, it, it missed quite a few of its chances and it missed some of its most inter- developing some of its most interesting points. Um, I think I'd probably give it three hooves, something like that, maybe. Maybe three hooves. Yeah, I, I think it was a was a great story idea that could have been developed so much more and could have been so much more entertaining and so much more interesting because it, it had the potential, especially with – with the creature supposedly being a descendant of, of Loki, yeah. you know, the Norse god, and it could have been developed in so many ways, and it just wasn't, and it was really sad. I I think I'm going to give it two hoofs. Okay. Because so I was really disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So should we say two and a half hoofs? 
Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. I'd yeah. say so. Okay. Two and a half hooves. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if if you want to check it out, and we recommend it. The interesting thing is, is that they did seem to have some knowledge of of the runes a little bit, but they they probably could have used. Uh, I think it was the Othello rune, which is rebirth and all that. So that fit what was going on with the creature. You know, the kind of the first rune you see in the first cabin. That's Othello, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Othello. Yeah, Othello. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and and that that links also to sort of kinship and ancestral kinship. So you could see it might relate to a community in their sense of their community. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how the Elhaz rune fitted in there. No, but, no, that's, I, I was sitting there looking at that going, okay, connection to the divine connection to Odin connection to the spirit realm. I could see it sort of, but, but it would have been, it would have been more appropriate to use Gabo, but I guess, I guess they they wouldn't have used Gabo because um, it would have looked like a St. Andrew's cross and would have probably made people think of BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think of, uh, okay, uh, like Elhaz is, is like also it's, it's bringing up power from the underworld as well, I suppose. And the other thing is it, it, one of the meanings of Elhaz is elk. And that could have linked to the form of the creature, which looked a bit like an elk, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that's true, and that that is possible. That is very possible. Yeah. And and I was just and I was just thinking, you know, but like, well, you know, like Gabo. I mean, it's it's about sacrifice. It's about reciprocal offering and yes. blood and yes, yes, life force and all that. So it would have been appropriate. But like I said, I think if you would have just put a big X up there, people would have thought it was. They wouldn't have seen the symbolism in it. So I think they probably opted for Elhaz because at least it. It was very specific, and it's a very well-known room. Now that's true. Them. Otherwise, otherwise, you would look people would look like they were just writing kisses on the trees. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, two and a half hoofs, and I think that pretty much concludes the uh, the review here. But I mean, you know, if you if you don't have anything to do and and you really just want to watch something and and not have to put a lot of thought into it, and you like kind of like a matey matey kind of guys guys trip kind of film and you kind of want to see a interesting unique creature i think think this would be worth watching i mean i'm not against the film i just didn't think it was a i think it was just a lack of uh explanation and exposition on the part of the the writers that made this film get two and a half hooves i thought the film the acting the production was decent it was just the writing wasn't really well done as far as you know the explanation i mean the the dialogue and everything was good but it was just the explanation and that kind of thing was lacking yeah yeah i i agree good acting good acting nice film work nice scenery um and some good ideas that which which weren't quite carried through i think you know yeah well that's about it for this episode people and uh hope to see you next time take care everybody and see you soon Bye. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.